Hello and Happy New Year. Well, we hope so, right? (laughs) Welcome to episode 18 of season 2 of the Keep Shooting podcast. Kevin and I thought we'd do something a little bit different for the first episode of 2021. So we're chatting with the Primal Hippie, who is a certified primal health coach and yoga teacher in Sacramento, California. Since this is traditionally the time of year that we think about things that we want to do differently during the next calendar year. I'm guessing we all have some big changes that we want to make. So we're going to chat about how to set achievable goals, how to begin to include things like yoga and movement, meditation, and journaling into your daily routine, just to help you keep on track for 2021. Don't worry, we don't get too deep into spirituality or anything like that, but we could all benefit from changing our thinking about how we start and how we end our day so we can be more present and become our best selves. I know it's kind of cliche to say, isn't it? But that's what we all want. As photographers or in our personal life, our professional lives, I think we all spent a lot of last year thinking about things that we want to change. So let's get to it and be better in 2021. Hey guys. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Almanzio. How are you? I'm Kevin. Hi, guys. I'm Kevin, and I'm here, too. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Kevs. Hey. Everybody living their best life? What are you guys up to? Man, living the dream. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> I'm in Sacramento, California. Cold for us is 45, so I know some people will be like, that's not cold, but it's cold enough. Gotcha. Well, welcome, Almanzio. Thank you. Can we real quick, I'm sorry, but can we go back to the California thing? Because I kind of want to start calling that California cold when it's not like really cold to the rest of the world, but to California, it's cold, like 45. Yeah. I think that's a thing. That makes sense. (laughs) And I might talk about this later, but I have another California related word for you, and that's California sober, which is what I call myself, meaning I don't drink, but I'll do everything else. Hey, there you go. California sober, California cold. All right. Nothing like being California sober in the California cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I lived in LA, I was surprised because when it was 50 degrees there, we were freezing. Mm -hmm. And I'm from Colorado where 50 degrees is lovely. So it was very weird. Yeah, I completely understand that. Like I, I was talking to my friend who's also from Colorado. I was just hanging out with him yesterday. He's like, it's so cold here. I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> you should be used to it. He's like, oh, no, I'm totally used to California now. He's like, I'm spoiled. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it stays with you. No, it doesn't. And where I live now, I'm, I've become such a wimp when it comes to being cold. Right. Yeah, I, I live for like 105 degree days. And- I'm a big fan. Oh, the only time <laughs> I've been to Sacramento, I think it was about 105. Yeah, yeah, we get them. They, we get hot. them for about three months, you know. And it's but it's a, it's a fun town to be in because it, it's really growing. Just because a lot of people are getting priced out of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. There's no traffic here. There's you can buy a nice house. You can. Shh, new don't, you're not supposed to tell people that because then suddenly there will be traffic. <laughs> oh, it's already like the number one city for growth. They've already figured it out. I mean, I oh, did okay. it. I'm part of the bad people. So. <laughs> Are you originally from California? I was actually born in California, so I can. This is kind of an interesting, different story. So my. Dad was French. My mom is American. My dad grew up in an industrial, wealthy, like car family in Europe, but he was into the arts and wanted to be a photographer. So he went to the School of Visual Arts in New York and got really homesick. His brother was in California at the time, said, come here, come to California, go to college here with me. So my dad moved out to California. My parents met in college at UC Davis in Davis, California. I was born in the neighboring town because Davis was so small at the time. It didn't have a hospital. Mm -hmm. And then when I was just about to go into first grade, my parents kind of wanted to raise us with both educations. So we picked up and moved to Paris and I lived in Paris till uh, sixth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we moved back to Davis. So. Okay. 
You're way too cultured for me. I feel <laughs> awkward right now. I feel like I don't belong. <laughs> well, oh. you lived in Seattle for a, a while, right, Kev? I did. I did. So yeah, I guess so I am cultured. Yeah, yeah, I'm cultured. Seattle's a beautiful town. <laughs> Kneel before me, peasants. <laughs> right. Technology. <laughs> we can have a secret handshake or something. That's right. Yes. Yes. A virtual we'll on this. virtual fist bump. <laughs> a virtual secret <laughs> fist bump. See, this is where the laugh tracks would really shine. And oh, I can't use man. my little mixer right now. Well, next time, Kev's. Next time. Sorry. So, yeah, Kev's was all excited to use his new setup tonight, and it didn't quite work out. So Well, that's all right. You know. Yeah. All in due time, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm excited that this is going to be the first show of 2021. I know we all have high hopes for 2021. I'm trying to not have high expectations because I feel like 2020 is going to ooze all over 2021 in whatever way. I wanted to have you come on and talk a little bit about intention and setting goals and different ways we can take care of ourselves. Because while this is a photography podcast, I think that all of our listeners are like all of us, actually, you know, we're kind of at the end of our ropes right now. Hmm in one way or another. And I think it would be just a good way to kind of have a reset, Mm -hmm. try to make sure that the 2021 is a little bit different than 2020. Right. At least least in how you approach it, right? Yeah. And how you approach it and and how you're dealing with it. I I just thought it'd be interesting to have kind of a different outlook. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. If you could just give us a, you know, quickly a little bit about your background and how you got into uh, meditation and movement and yeah, like how that came into your life. Yeah, for sure. So like I was just saying earlier, I kind of grew up in uh, the States and in France for one reason or another. I couldn't really set my mind on what I wanted to do. So I drifted around college for a while. Eventually, I went to art school at the Academy of Art in San Francisco. And then I graduated from um, the California Culinary Academy and began working as a chef in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was great. But the, um, you know, the downside of that lifestyle, which I do miss from time to time for the camaraderie, is A, it doesn't pay much. So that's a downside. B, um, when you're working you know, 10 hour days, 10, 12 hour days, and you get off after the restaurant closes, there is only one option as far as businesses that are open, really, and that's bars. So it became a habit for me to, you know, me and the, the guys at the restaurant I worked with, we were all really good friends. Some of us were roommates. So it was just like every night, just like crushing beers, you know, drinking, 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 doing, you know, some, some other drugs, if they were around, whatever it happened. Hooliganism. Right. You know, and it was like the old Bourdain thing where he calls it like a pirate ship. It kind of is, except it's just party pirates. I think anybody that's worked in the restaurant industry knows what that's like. Yeah. It's pretty standard. Yeah. You know, that kind of layered itself on top of me and kind of became part of who I was And I didn't really notice it being a problem. You know, I knew it was not who I really wanted to be, Mm -hmm. but I've always been an introvert. I've always been super shy. You know, I, I never really dated in high school or anything. I was always just super shy. And the one thing that released it for me was drinking, partying, doing that kind of stuff, because then uh, the inhibition was gone. right? Right. So that pretty much like that's you know lasted through a major part of my life and i would say around four years ago i really started to notice effects were worsening from it Um, i was getting more depressed my anxiety was bubbling up more often it started to snowball so around three years ago i made the decision to stop drinking and you know i noticed immediate positive effects from that And then at the same time, I started to look into other ways that I could basically treat myself, you know, be my own doctor. And I knew that exercise obviously was a huge key to staying fit, you know, obviously physically, but also mentally. And so I started doing a ton of different workouts. I basically, I did like HIIT workouts at Orange Theory. 
I did all sorts of like boot camp workouts and I always resisted yoga because to me, yoga was not for me. It was for people that were way more flexible than me. It was for a different crowd that I hung out with. And it was just something I never really saw myself getting into. But then I started to meet some people and talk to them and, you know, through workouts. And they kind of started to encourage me to get into the studio and try it. And I went to my first yoga class. I had a great teacher. My first class was taught by a teacher whose name is Jess Napier. And I love her dearly. She's still a good friend to this day now. And her class was so amazing because it showed me that, A, it's okay to not be like the greatest yogi in the world. Everybody starts somewhere. And B, I had such a great mental release from it that it really went along with what I wanted to do. So the yoga stopping drinking, becoming kind of more educated in things like nootropics, microdosing. I did some cold therapy work, you know, just a bunch of different wellness type things. And they kind of all snowballed into stuff I started doing all the time. And then the more I started doing it, I would post pictures about it. I would talk to friends about it. And people started asking me questions, you know, so I felt like, you know, these people are obviously asking me questions because they're curious. And some of those questions I know were kind of a prompt just from who I was dealing with to kind of maybe take a little deeper dive into what's going on in their lives and see if my experience dealing with anxiety, depression, drinking, if my way of working through that could work for them. Mm-hmm. And then that really kind of grew into what I like to think of as my purpose. And that is to kind of be able to lift others up from where I used to be to, and and I don't say this like I'm in the fantastic place now. I still get depressed. I still have anxiety, but it's thousand times better than it was before. But I feel like that's my purpose now is to help people lift them out of that hole, right? And show them that there are options. Maybe it's not yoga for you. Maybe it's being a marathon runner, which I would detest, but to each his own, you know, but the key is to just get that mindset right. And doing that is really something that piqued my interest and kind of like brought me over to wanting to, uh, to get into the wellness field. Gotcha. And we talked a little bit about about this before the show. And I've always been really resistant to that stuff because I grew up in the Mm seventies with a mother who was trying some new spiritual, you know, whatever. It was something different every week. So I've always been super resistant to uh, yoga, especially. Um, And, and actually we lived, we lived at what you would call a cult now Mm -hmm. for a little while. And it didn't scar me deeply or anything, but, uh, you know, they would get up at three 30 every morning and go to this house and do yoga. So it's just, whenever I hear the word yoga, <laughs> I instantly have this like resistance <laughs> because of my childhood. Right. Sure. And honestly, in my own workout, I do do some yoga poses and they are very helpful, but as far as like taking a class or having a yogi quote unquote yogi, like I'm so resistant to that. I, and I know I'm not alone in that. I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people maybe are listening to this and just like rolling their eyes already. I don't know, but I don't care. Nerds. We entertain you all the time, guys. We entertain (laughs) you all the time. Okay. If you're not entertained right now, just sit there, just sit there. That's what we're talking (laughs) about. Just freaking sitting there, just sit there and meditate. Do what what we're talking about. God, or enjoy God, rolling your eyes, like you know. Yeah, <laughs> man. <sighs> no, but at the same time, I also know that resisting anything that has to do with my mother is not exactly the most healthy thing because not everything that she did was wrong. And right, resisting all that kind of stuff—that's not helping me. It's just my automatic response. Sure. So that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show. Because I I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. But I think like yoga, yogi, uh, meditation, like all these things are really triggering words, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're really, it's intimidating. Like I was intimidated and I didn't meditate because I didn't think I knew how to meditate. 
But the real answer, I think, to all that stuff is that it can show up differently for everybody. Your yoga will be different than my yoga, and my yoga will be different than somebody else's. And just like our meditations can be different. But the real key is to just finding what works for you, you know? Right. And I think I started reading through some of your posts. And like I said, normally I would be just like uh, rolling my eyes. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I don't know if it was the way that you were explaining things or just like the vibe I got from you or what it was. But it, the way that you were writing about things on your posts, it just rang true to me for some reason. Oh, I appreciate that. It made me think that, well, maybe I don't have to keep resisting all of this stuff. And I know that all this stuff is also really popular mm -hmm. right now, which is another thing I have a hard <laughs> time with. I'm one of those people, like, if something is popular, I don't want anything to do mm -hmm. with it. So that was that's another reason why when the whole yoga thing started coming up like five years mm -hmm. ago or whatever, I just was automatically like, oh, mm -hmm. F that. I'm not even interested just because of the popularity right. of it. So, but yeah, again, the way that you were talking about things uh, was interesting to me. And I just, I got a different feel from you than I normally do from <laughs> people that are talking about that kind of stuff. So um, I, yeah, I thought, well, maybe, maybe I can change my attitude a little bit about these things um, and maybe get some sort of, uh, I don't want to say help, but some sort of benefit. So that's why I had this sort of interest in having you on the show because I thought, well, it's maybe not just me. Mm -hmm. Maybe other people might benefit. And not as you being like some yoga spiritual <sighs> master or something, but just as you just being like a normal yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> You're just like this kind of normal guy, real kind of low key and just like, hey dudes, this is what's working for me. Maybe it, it can work for you too. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I appreciate all that. Thank you, by the way. Um, I am hyper resistant to the hard sale. You know, I hate yeah. being sold something by someone. So yeah, I really do enjoy helping people kind of make a change and better their lives, especially I don't think what I did was groundbreaking. Like I stopped drinking. You know, and I did some other things on top of it, but I know a lot of people have issues. Right. And my story is completely different than somebody else's. So my story is not going to work for you, but that means we can just tweak some things, you know, and I think that helps get rid of some of the stigma behind yoga, meditation, the whole wellness community is it's annoying to look at because a lot of those people can be like really pompous and they can be just really stereotypical. The whole idea of yoga is to like dissolve your ego, right? And it is a great, great practice to do that with. But I want to try to make things feel accessible for people because they are. And like all these things, mm -hmm. most of them are free. You know, and most of the, the stuff we don't even need equipment for. It's just all in our heads or in our bodies. Right. So I think if anybody's resistant to it, I was there too. You know, it's totally normal. Right. And you don't have to go out. And this is the thing that bugs me. It's like I see these women and they've got their like $150 yoga pants and their $60 yoga mat and their $10 smoothie. Lululemon. <laughs> and you know, like that whole thing is such a turnoff mm -hmm. to me. I'm like, can I just have my sweats? Why do I have to have this like fancy outfit to just do stretching, you know? Right. Well, I will say this, the fancy outfit, you don't, you don't have to pay for fancy, but the actual yoga pants do help over, like I've done yoga and sweatpants and it kind of sucks. Like it's, you know, right, but right, so like there right. is a function to the fashion but there's also alternatives to, you know, to those like high price brands. And um, right. there's actually some brands that do things in a really good um, environmental way, too, that I like to support. But. So can you just give our listeners maybe if ways that even if they don't want to get full into mm -hmm. yoga or things that people yeah. can do? You know, if you want to start your day off right to make it successful, I follow a routine and I feel that works best for me because it sets up a habit and 
obviously I'm a pretty habit driven guy, right? So mm -hmm. I like challenging myself to, to try to do something every morning. I'm an early riser. So usually I'm up by 5am. I'll sit, I'll make my coffee. I'll have maybe nothing crazy, maybe five to 15 minutes of meditation while my coffee cools. And after my meditation, whatever that happens to look like that day, then I go into a journaling session. So I journal and journaling is also one of those like, ugh, kind of words, right? It's like gross. Do I have a little lock on it? Is it pink? No, it's just a book. It helps me remind myself of what I want to accomplish that day and what I took from the day before. So I kind of do a check-in, like, how am I feeling? I write that down. Like this morning, I feel a little sleepier than usual. What do I want to do today? And I'll, I'll like even draw little check boxes next to the sentences that I can go back to later in the day. But it's just setting little seeds that'll help remind me to do things. So I'll do the meditation. I'll do some journaling. And then I'll do some sort of movement. Usually that looks like yoga, maybe half an hour to an hour of yoga. And if yoga is not your thing, then there's some definite like just small movements you can do. When you're sitting there getting ready in the morning or watching TV or just hanging out, ditch your chair, ditch your couch and squat. Now, just a proper squat is really a hard thing to maintain, but you'll is. see that if you do a proper squat, you know, your back is straight, your heels are on the ground, you have good posture. If you can do that, for 30 seconds at a time, and then just start to build how often you do those 30 second squats throughout your day, you're going to see an increased level of energy, you're going to feel better because of that, just it's all just part of the movement flow. And it's just something that we got away from, you know, couches are comfortable, chairs are comfortable, squatting's not as comfortable. America, or actually Western Europe too. So I'd say pretty much the West we don't squat. But if you look at the whole rest of the world, they squat and they have way less problems later on in life with arthritis, with back issues, with anything like that, because they're used to being in their bodies and moving. So if you want to set yourself up for a successful year in 2021, break it down, set yourself up for a successful first day. Once you check that box, be like, I did this first day, let's bang out three successful days. Boom check them off. Fantastic. That was not that bad. Let's see if I can go for the rest of the week. And once you have that week, you're going to start to establish those habits. You're going to get moving. You're going to start being a little more mindful from the meditation, from the journaling, and then you're going to start to feel better from whatever other exercises you incorporate to where it's going to like snowball. And, you know, it really will lend a helping hand. There's a million other things you can do to help. But, um, I think that's the best way to approach stuff. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Just approaching that first half hour or hour that you're awake in the morning, that can really change your entire day. Yeah, it'll set you up, mm -hmm. right? And it'll, it can either set you up for a day of stress or a day of where you're actually content, where you feel good, where your outlook is good. Coming from a place where I experience a lot of anxiety and depression, of course, like news sucks, you know, and it's tough to watch, but I still watch the news. It's just, I do things that keep the balance, right? You have to throw some positives in there or else you're just going to keep adding these stressors to your life. And then you're going to be way out of sync, right? Your scales are going to be way tilted towards the negative. So if you're someone that wakes up and you're pretty tired usually when you wake up. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is stop looking at your phone, I would say three hours before you go to bed. Mm. That's a huge one. I think that's hard yeah. for all of us. That is. It's hard for me. Especially now, you know, since March, that's been really one of my only connections with my yeah. friends. So I stay home 90% mm -hmm. of the time. Sometimes it's the first thing I do is grab my phone and you know, open Instagram to see my sure. messages, you know, first thing, but I also do that at night before I yeah. go to bed. And that's the one. That yeah, that is, that's super hard. Right. And, but it's super key too, because I know a ton of people that have trouble sleeping. They've tried all sorts of different ways to go to sleep. 
And the common factor is that people are just not willing to put down electronics. And I'm guilty of that too. So if three hours is too much, again, you can start small and try to say, okay, I'm going to go to bed, whatever, 1030, 10 o'clock. Then maybe like 930, take your phone and put it in another room, right? Until that time. Or else right. if it, you can't have it in the same room, it's yeah, it has. You have to like take in your own laziness into the factor, which I do. So if I put it like two rooms away, then I know I'm probably not going to get up from my comfortable couch or in my warm bed and go grab my phone. Right. Just you know, right? If you're always tired, check your electronics at night. Not just the phone. You know, the TV, the lights, all that stuff matters. It all adds up. Another thing I would do is just go straight to that meditation in the morning. Because through a good meditation, you can kind of ease yourself into the day, right? It doesn't need to be you alone in silence. It can show up however you want. You can meditate with other people. You can do guided meditations. There's some really fantastic guided meditations out there now on YouTube. They have them on like Amazon Music, Spotify has some. So, you know, be curious about those, look into them. Find some that you like that kind of like you like the guy's vibe who's reading it. I know if I listen to one and somebody's voice is annoying, then I'm, I might as well not do it because that's all I need. Right. So, you know, get into a groove with that and like find out what that looks like. And maybe, you know, sometimes for me, meditation is a walk. You know, there's nothing like you can meditate while you're walking. You don't need to be sitting cross-legged trying to levitate. It's, it's, it's just really taking that time. Mm -hmm. To have that conversation with yourself. I'm always going to try to levitate. Oh, well, I want to, too. Sorry. Obviously. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> trying to like, like sit here and listen because this is really interesting stuff, but I really want to chime in all kinds of things all the time. But I'm trying to be a good boy. Oh, man. Oh, you're trying not to be sarcastic? Yeah, because there's a lot of like fun stuff being said. Like, But I love the subject matter, too. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I, I get enjoy it. a good sarcastic comment. So jump in whenever. Oh, By all oh, means. No. I just got the invite like a vampire into somebody's house. Yeah, Here I come. You're the, uh, the head vampire. <laughs> Man, I, I make too many movie references. So yeah, like I think if you want to if you want to address success in your day, then do you know start small, like I said, in, in your year. Start with the day, then go to the few days in the week, then the month, etc. But I think there's also some pointers to how you approach what you want to accomplish in a year, right? Like, well, if I were to ask you, Kitty, what, what are your goals for 2021? Goal setting has always been a challenge for me because especially right now, mm. it's so hard for me to make any decision right now that I usually end up doing nothing okay. because pretty much any plan I've put into place in the last six months sure. has just burst into flame yeah. at some point. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. At the same time, though, I, I think it's important to have those skills because nine out of 10 of the people that are doing great things, they set goals for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I've always known this, but it's something I've always struggled with. You know, I never do the New Year's resolution thing because for me, I feel like it's just another way to at some point say, yeah, see what a piece of mm -hmm. shit you are. You can't even, mm -hmm. you know, set a goal or maintain a goal or, or accomplish a goal. So for me, it's always been kind of like the opposite, mm -hmm. but this year I'm like, you know what? I got to figure some stuff out. I'm getting too old to just fly by the seat of my pants. I've got to start getting my life together. Mm. Well, if I could suggest one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just because. Please. And I think this is its definitely a problem with me. I have a black belt in self-deprecation, but like. Mm -hmm. So does Kevin. I will take you on anytime. All right, man. It is a race to the bottom. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a long road, but I, I, I tend to be willing to take it. Um, and I can, you know, just from hearing the things you're saying, it's like, yeah, I agree with them because I've been there and I know exactly what that feels like. But the main goal you should have is to be kinder to yourself. Yeah. And that's a big one. Being kinder to myself, loving myself, realizing that I'm not this horrible person. Mm. I have thought that I was my entire life. Thanks, mom. Right. You know what I mean? We all have that. That's a huge struggle for many people just to be nice yeah. to yourself. You know, we're so, we're so nice to other people, right. right? We can love other people. We can be kind to that 
you know, old lady at the grocery store, you open the door for her, but we don't do that for ourselves. No, it's true. And I think one of the big keys is we have to remind ourselves that, like you said, everybody's in the same boat with us. You know, we all have our things. That doesn't make ours any less important than anybody else's. In fact, I think it makes them more important because, you know, how are you going to be able to help anybody else if you can't help yourself first, you know? And that's part of the reason I keep diving into these kind of things, why I did my yoga teacher training and I'm now like a yoga teacher. And that's why I got my primal health coaching certificate is I want to be able to help people But to be able to help people, you have to be able to help yourself first. You know, you can't pull someone up unless you're strong enough to lift them. So I think you have to realize that it's okay to fail. You have to have supreme patience with yourself because of that. And that's where I think the issue is today is, you know, we're such an instant gratification society and we see these people on Instagram and other social media outlets living their fantastic lives. But we all know what really happens there. It's like that's the best 15 seconds of their day, right. you know, and that 15 seconds probably took 40 takes mm-hmm. to get right. the right shot. Everybody's in it. So get out of your own way where you can allow yourself to thrive. I think that's a big one. And I think especially this year, mm-hmm. I think we've all been sitting in our homes, listening to that negative inner voice and spending a lot of time, obviously being worried, being sad being frustrated, all of these things. And I think a lot of us have maybe forgotten that we need to take care of ourselves, especially during times like Mm -hmm. this. You know, I keep telling myself, like, you're not the only one having a bad day. You are not the only one on this earth. There are 7.8 billion people also having a super crap day today. I think one of the best things somebody said to me one time, and it stuck with me forever, was why not you? Yeah. Because I was having one of those why me moments, you know what I mean? And he said, why not you? Like all, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great, like, yeah. and I say that to myself. It's like, fuck, I, I guess I did deserve that. You know, I didn't take any steps to prevent this from happening. If anything, like I might have aided some event in my life that I'm why me right? And that kind of ties back to another way, I think, if you're trying to work on goals for 2021 and you're really trying to set yourself up for success, Remember to keep your goals realistic, you know, keep them realistic and keep them time bound. And by time bound, I mean, set like a clock on it or else it's too easy to just be like, I'll do it next month. You know, Mm -hmm. it's okay to like take the stairs, right? We don't need to take the elevator to the top. It's perfectly fine to take one step at a time and work through things. So make the goals realistic. Maybe the goal isn't to have the like number one podcast for whatever category you want. Maybe instead it's let's just get this many new listeners this month. You know, keep it small. And then that way you can start to knock those down. And when you start to build that positive momentum, instead of like snowballing into that depth of despair, anxiety, and like self-deprecation, then you're going to see effects. It's kind of like it all works together. That's the thing is it, but it's only going to work if you take those first steps too. Right. What do you think the best, I mean, we talked about what you do first thing in the morning, but what other things would you advise to people for your first steps into whatever that is, but like setting, setting those, those goals. goals? I would say um, find a community. You know, it's pretty easy these days to find a community of like-minded people that might have the same goals as you. There's meetup apps, there's Instagram groups, you know, there's Facebook pages, Find whatever you're interested in. Maybe it's making pottery as meditation to me because it's relaxing. Find a local, and you know, of course I'm saying all this like in a pandemic free world, but just substitute in person for online right now. That's going to hold you more accountable. It's also going to like give you maybe some friends, which is a huge part in like any wellness journey. You have to have a supportive community. At least for me, I know that when I'm doing something and I'm not just doing it for myself, or I'm doing it along with like five, six other people, then I'm more inclined to complete it, right? It's that group project. So maybe it's challenging yourself and five of your friends saying, all right, guys, let's check in every morning, 
and like, let's check in, let's meditate for 10 minutes and then let's all hop on. Maybe it's a zoom class or some kind of workout or let's all go for a walk on our own and we can track each other and blah, blah, blah. But find that community where you can support each other. That's a huge thing. Um, so again, I think, I think a big one is to be realistic and to be time bound. I think a supportive community is huge. And another big one is to allow that patience, right? Because inevitably not all your goals are going to come through for you, but more power to you if they do. That's amazing. But I know there's always a few things that like slip through the cracks and it's okay. You, you have to remember that this is something you're working on. It's not something that's just instant, right? And anything that's worth it is going to take a little bit of work. And for that to work, then you need a little bit of patience. And then, you know, there's some other little things I think you can do throughout your day to kind of stay on track. I definitely think the journaling is a big part. Some people like to journal at night. I prefer second thing in the morning after meditation. Just being mindful of what you eat. You know, maybe you follow a certain diet. Well, no matter what diet you follow, just don't be an idiot and eat weird stuff, right? That needs to be on a t-shirt. It's so simple. I mean, <laughs> there's so many people's issues come down to nutrition and it can have a huge impact on not only our physical health, but our mental health. One thing that I try to do from time to time, I call it like a primal reset. And I try because I don't always succeed, but that's okay. I'll go for like two weeks where I'll try to not eat anything that was, and I think I did it to like the year 1820 or 1880. I can't remember, but I researched it. And that's, it must've been 1880. And that's when more food started to like get mass produced. Mm -hmm. So I try to only eat things that were around before then. And that's automatically going to give your diet like a hyper cleanup, right? You can still eat donuts because everything in donuts was around if you eat a good quality donut. But, you know, maybe you're not eating Cheetos. I like this. You know? <laughs> and then find other outlets. For me, yoga. For some people, photography. For other people, writing. Whatever it is. And that doesn't mean you have to like go out and do something crazy. If your outlet is breaking down movies and being a movie buff and watching Netflix and that's your thing but find something to get interested in that's like a little bit of a challenge for your brain too because it all builds on itself and it's all just small steps to success right I mean some of us are blessed with like a perfect you know life where you have everything falls into place and or maybe you win the lottery or you're just physically gifted and you become a pro athlete or but a lot more people just have to bust their ass and work for it, right? So we're all in this. Right. The thing for me that's made a big difference in the last few years is reminding myself that this is a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to a few photographers on this podcast about this. When you're going on a trip, sometimes it's the actual getting there that's the fun part mm -hmm. or the interesting part. Or maybe you meet someone, you know, they're there's a million things that can go wrong and sometimes do, but sometimes that makes it so much better. I think reminding ourselves that even the bad things that happen to us are sometimes the best things that could ever happen to us, even if it's really horrible. Mm. Yeah, there's a teacher in everything, right? Yep. Yeah, and to remember that all of these things that are happening are ways for us to grow and change and maybe become better people. So if you don't, you know, if you write down six goals and you only make two of them, celebrate that. Yeah, right? celebrate that. And, you know, also celebrate that you even thought of six goals to write up. You like small celebrations are fine, too. Man, like celebrate everything. You know, there's so much beauty in the world, despite all the crap that's going on right now, that I think it's really important to slow down and acknowledge it, you know, and then. Kind of going back to what you were saying, one of my favorite ways to approach things, and I've heard it from many people, so this is by no means an original thought, but I'm a strong believer in the only way out is through. And what I mean by that is there's no shortcuts to anything. You're fighting with someone, you're in an argument with a friend, well, it's not going to get better by not talking about it and pretending everything's okay. That stuff's going to bubble up again. 
It's only going to get better if you guys sit down and talk about it. Maybe it's work. Maybe you have a challenging project. Well, the only way to get through so that project isn't as you know, challenging next time is to actually go through it. Go all the way. Put the work in. You know, bust your ass and make it happen. You're going to see that that's how you grow. You know, you grow through adversity so much. I feel like mm-hmm. trying to sidestep any opportunity to learn or any problem, which is an opportunity, then it's you're, you're just going to make your own growth slow down. Whereas if you confront that problem head on, and if you just push through till you succeed, then you're going to have so much gratification from that. Right. And I think there is something gratifying in doing that work, whether it's for me, it's usually something physical. I used to run, you know, I would set goals for myself and running like, okay, well, today I'm going to do five Mm. miles. And those days when I did five miles, it was like, Mm -hmm. yes, you know, it was like the best day ever. But I think we can do that in other ways, too. Uh, You learn a new photography technique, you know, something you've been working on, whatever it is, those little things can all be things that you celebrate and feel good about. It doesn't have to be this huge, massive goal, you know, just the tiny things. Yeah. And and do that for everything. Celebrate all the little wins in your life. I'm just happy to brush my teeth. There you go. Like, I'll make myself a cake for that. (laughs) Then you have to brush your teeth again, right? And I get another cake. Oh, see? (laughs) So many opportunities. (laughs) Right. Lately, I've been trying to find beauty in all things. Like, sometimes I think we forget that the phone that we're holding in our Mm. hand is like Star Trek. Yeah, it's a supercomputer, pretty much. Better than Star Trek, right? You know, enabling me to have contact with the outside world. Little things like that really can make your day a whole lot better. Yeah, I have a daughter. She's 10, almost 11. And she's gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you. So what my wife and I, what we've been doing for, I believe, all of the year, maybe even a little more than a year now, is we do a gratitude practice at night. My daughter calls it saying our gratefuls. And we each give five things we're grateful for that happened that day. Or like my daughter's one of hers all week has been, there's only blah, blah, blah days left till Christmas. That's something to be grateful for. That's such a huge tool because it's going to improve your mindset. And if you bring more gratitude into your life, it sounds super cheesy and lame, but you're going to start to see those opportunities opening up. And I'm not talking about like woo-woo manifestation stuff. Like if you're into that, more power to you. You know, I'm definitely curious about it, but I, I don't know how much I subscribe to it, but I do subscribe to the power that a positive thought can have in your body because it's going to set forth that chain reaction, right? Of intention, of doing, of actually following through with what you want to. So gratitude is a huge thing and it's hard for people to feel it. I think if you can find just that one little sliver of goodness in whatever happened, you know, whatever situation you're in, and even if it's just something as cheesy as if you had to wait for somebody, then mm-hmm. you got to spend an extra five minutes looking at Instagram or, you know, whatever that tiny thing is, even if it seems like kind of silly to even say you're grateful for it, mm-hmm. it can really change the way you feel about the situation so that you're maybe like, like for me, like, so maybe I'm not in a total rage about it, you know? Right. Also, I think it's really important that you allow some stuff to just suck, you know, like Mm -hmm. I stubbed my toe today. That sucked. And there's nothing really good I can take out of that (laughs) moment. Right. There's no like, Ooh, maybe I am making myself stronger by not killing myself, you know, but like really it just sucks. And you know, where you can shift that into that kind of gratitude is to think, okay, I'm grateful that I can acknowledge that some things are just not good, you know, and I'm grateful I allow myself the space to do so. And it's really just approaching it differently. Like you said, it's not so much taking on a whole new problem, right? It's just changing your perspective on the current one. Take a step outside of yourself, especially now. So many of us have had to shift, right? 
you're pointed in the right direction, you know what your goals are, you know what you want to do to succeed, and pandemic, and whatever, and your car doesn't start. That doesn't have to be the end of it. What matters next is all about you, all about your mindset, all about how you control that situation. So just by doing all these tools and really stacking as many of them on top of each other as you can really is going to improve your daily life as a whole. It might not improve your stubbed toe. That's going to hurt for a little while and you might get a bruise and hopefully you didn't break it, but eventually it'll get better, you know? So just keep reminding yourself of that and keep working your way forward towards that positive goal. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice. You know, these are all things that I've really struggled with and I've spent a long time just thinking that everything that you have talked about was just total crap. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And I've learned that also in the last couple of years that all of these things I've resisted, they actually do work. And there's a reason that people talk about doing these things. And maybe if you just try it and don't resist it so much, it might change your attitude. And I've found that over the last couple of years that yes, indeed, these things do work. Right. And, you know, I need to just get out of my own way, mm-hmm. try something new, see if it helps you. If it doesn't, then try something else, you know, but uh, don't spend your life beating your head against the wall and being totally resistant to anybody or anything that's trying to help you. Yeah. If I saw myself 10 years ago, I probably would have hated myself. Just just like roll your eyes. Yeah. I would have thought, oh, that guy's so full of crap. But you know, (laughs) I'm not perfect by any means. I still mess up all the time. I still eat things I shouldn't. I still do things that probably aren't the healthiest things for me pretty often. But you know what? At least I can acknowledge that and I know what it takes to get to the better. And I think it's easier to approach life from a negative standpoint because no matter what, expectation is probably going to meet reality, right? But right. then you're you're limiting yourself to so many great opportunities and so many opportunities just be happy that mm-hmm. it's you're just doing yourself such a huge disservice. I really want people to know that it doesn't have to show up again in a white robe or like sitting on top of a mountain with your legs crossed and your palms open in front of you. It can show up however you want it to show up in your life, whether that's, again, just taking some time to take a walk, doing a little self-reflection. Maybe it's traveling somewhere. Maybe it's going to a festival that opens your eyes. Instead of shutting yourself off to things, if you approach life from an inquisitive standpoint and just be as curious about as many things as possible, then you're going to enjoy it more because you're going to learn. And that's where humans thrive. You know, you can find a transformative experience in many different ways. And I've found transformative experiences through psychedelics. I've found transformative experiences through breath work. I found it by jumping into like a 40 degree river and breathing my way through it until I was fine and realizing that I can handle this too. It just takes a little extra push. And then once you do these things, you realize that like, oh man, nothing matters as much as I thought it did. Right. But there are so many opportunities for happiness. Mm, I like that. Let's end with that. That's profound. Yeah. A profundity, if you will. Mm. Yes. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was great. I'm hoping that all of us have a much better year this year. Like I said, I'm not setting my expectations very high because I know we have just started winter and we've got a few months where things could get progressively worse before they get better. From the beginning of the pandemic, I really hope that we all come out of this on the other side as better people. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And just remember, like I said earlier, the only way out is through. Like we have to go through this. We don't have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. No shortcuts. Be kind to people. Wear a mask, please. And let's, you know, just take life one day at a time and be appreciative of all you have and be appreciative that you're here to experience this and you have your breath and you have your thoughts. We have so much that we take for granted daily. So just approach it from that place of love, openness, and be ready for whatever the world throws at you. Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed the vibe of this particular show. I'm sorry. I like enjoyed listening more. I didn't co-host very well. I'm going to admit it. 
I just kind of enjoyed like listening. So good. That's what I was doing. <laughs> you guys are great. Oh. So, Amanzio, tell us where people can find you. I know that you are going to start your own podcast. You've recorded a few shows. Um, how can people find your show? How can they find you on Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff? So really right now, the best way to find me is through Instagram. I am the primal hippie. So it's the underscore primal underscore hippie on, uh, on Instagram. And that's where I'll be posting the website once it's finished, the link to that. That's where I'll be sharing information on the podcasts. And the podcasts aren't just like yoga based. I have one with a photographer, my friend, the light ninja, another with an actual yogi and one where I talk about, you know, culture and everything that's going on with society, discrimination, all that with another guy. And so they're all kind of varied and I hope you guys like them. Awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing your show. I definitely want to know when your podcast is ready to go. And um, yeah, thank you so much for spending your time with us tonight. This was really nice. Yeah, great to have you on. It's like I said, it's different for us, but I learned a lot. So thank you. Well, again, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate you taking the time not only to uh, reach out, but also to record this. And it, it means a lot to me. And if uh, if I can help anybody else out there, just send me a message through Instagram. I'm more than happy to chat things through with you. But thank you both so much. Thank you, too. And we'll see you next time. And until then, keep shooting. Keep shooting. Great show. Now we're all ready to take on 2021. Yes. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to give the Primal Hippie a follow on Instagram at the underscore primal underscore hippie. And feel free to read through some of his past posts. They really ring true for me and maybe they will for you too. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to. This really helps us to reach more people. And please be sure to follow our new profile on Instagram at keep.shooting.podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with an episode about shooting headshots and portraits with a really fantastic lady. You don't want to miss this one. Until then, keep shooting. Keep shooting.